This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Day. The Mueller report is out, and the 2020 election, as far as we know, is still on. And we're going to talk about whether there might be any effect in what we're picking up in politics here at Roll Call. Bridget Bowman and Simone Pathé, our senior political reporters, are going to break down what they've been hearing from their sources and also what we've been seeing in some of the early polling. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. You know, over the weekend, the Mueller report came out. I mean, it came out to the Justice Department. Uh, The attorney general uh, quickly uh, formulated a little summary to congressional leaders to say that, uh, you know, to summarize it, we still haven't seen the actual uh, report itself. And uh, it, it said that the Trump campaign did not, they could not conclude that the Trump campaign colluded. Uh, and then on issues of obstruction of justice, which were also being pursued, the, that there was no uh, hard conclusion. There wasn't, it neither indicted nor exonerated the president on obstruction of justice. The president and his allies were pretty psyched about this. Uh, the Democrats have been a little bit muted and immediately... You know, people started saying, oh, this is all over. People, people and they uh, started saying this is going to be universally good for the president. What, though, are we seeing uh, in, in our reporting? So not a lot has changed in terms of the messaging coming from both parties. I think we can't expect probably to hear about this more from Republicans, like you said, who view this as a political win for the president. But by and large, what, what folks are talking about on the campaign trail, and we saw this in 2018 as well, while cable news has kind of been consumed with special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation and Russia collusion, what candidates are talking about on the campaign trail is healthcare, economy, uh, things like that. And so I think we do kind of still see that divide between folks we're talking to in the campaign world who say we're still going to be talking about those issues that we've always been talking about. Yeah, it seems that the um, the Mueller report and Russia and Trump are all over the news all the time. It's almost like the the campaigns don't need to talk about them. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, the the attitude seems sort of set, but healthcare, you know, continues to be a big uh, topic. The uh, Democrats ran on that pretty hard in 2018, and then you know, as if it, it was odd timing, I would say that the Mueller report, you know, we're just digesting it on Monday uh, at the beginning of the work week. And then the administration, the Justice Department, intervened in a lawsuit in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals saying that the entire Affordable Care Act should be struck down, which must have delighted Democrats because they like talking about health care, right, Simone? They love talking about (laughs) health care. They think it was instrumental in helping them pick up 40 House seats last fall. So this was a political gift of sorts. Um, I don't think they were too worried, not as worried as Republicans think they should have been about the Mueller report, but this was certainly helpful in terms of um, turning the conversation and helping them pivot back to health care, putting them back on offense, whereas Republicans for, I don't know, one afternoon <laughs> mm-hmm. on Monday were trying to go back on offense by actually attacking Democrats for having used the words collusion. They went after some vulnerable Democratic freshmen, for example. The National Republican Congressional Committee was very aggressive attacking the likes of Joe Cunningham in South Carolina or uh, Debbie Mukherjee-Powell in Florida, who have both in 2017, so before they were in office, had tweeted stories about collusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fit with a whole narrative we saw earlier this week with Republicans saying that Democrats must apologize, that they've been running a witch hunt, you know, basically playing into the 
the overarching narrative heading into 2020 that they are just overreaching on everything. So, and one thing I noticed um, about the Democrats is that, I mean, obviously they are likely disappointed. They would have loved to have seen Mueller, you know, sort of say, you know, incriminating things about the president. But they they don't seem to be, while they're not reacting to to the report, they seem to be uh, not backing down either. Adam Schiff, who's the House Intelligence Committee chairman, uh, Republican said he should resign because he, quote unquote, lied about collusion and so forth. And then I just saw today that Sherry Bustos, who's the chairwoman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, made him the frontline uh, chairman. This is the in, in charge of, you know, kind of helping raise money for vulnerable Democrats. That's right. I would imagine that his national profile that he's gotten from all of this and the investigations certainly makes him a really strong fundraiser for Democrats. He's also from California and Los Angeles. So right. that, that, that's, that's helpful, too. <laughs> Maybe right? helps him out a little bit. <laughs> right. um, I do think it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how both parties talk about this, because, as you mentioned, Democrats on Capitol Hill in the House are, have been saying they're going to continue investigating both People in both parties have called for the release of the entire Mueller report. So Republicans are certainly looking to use the ongoing investigations as part of this broader narrative. They want to tell voters that Democrats are obstructionists and they're trying to stop the president at every turn. And so I think we're gonna, that's going to be a message we're going to keep hearing from Republicans. And they're going to point to the Mueller report or wh- what we know about the Mueller report so far as evidence saying to voters there's no there there, but Democrats are still going after the president. You can't trust them to be in charge of Congress because, um, like you said, Simone, they're overreaching. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how those messages develop as these investigations continue. Yeah, One thing I was uh, also struck by, uh, Simone, is that the issues that Republicans seem to be feeling that they can play offense on, like, say, the, the Green New Deal, the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, brought up a resolution that would, or I mean, a, a procedural vote on the on a Green New Deal uh, to put Democrats on record uh, on on Tuesday in the Senate. No Democrats voted for it. It was like this weird zero to fifty seven vote because they most all Democrats voted present except for a couple that that voted no, like Joe Manchin. But again, even with polling, you know, and let's let's get into maybe some of the polling. Polling shows that people actually are concerned about global warming and they are concerned about healthcare and these things. Are the Republicans maybe underestimating the value of talking about the Mueller report so much when there these other big issues like climate change and health care are out there and the Democrats are saying we want to address them? That's a good question. I think right now Republicans are really trying to envelop everything in this message of socialism. They think that's going to really sink Democrats. I actually asked a whole bunch of Republicans yesterday, did they have polling on the Green New Deal? Because I was curious. I mean, we all knew this McConnell vote was set up as a political test, right? But had they actually polled this anywhere? Do they know how voters were going to respond? And they all said, no, they haven't polled it yet. But they linked it intrinsically to socialism, saying that polls really badly for Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the district and the mm-hmm. state you're running in. I think we can all acknowledge that climate change is becoming a more imminent threat, especially some Republicans. I mean, to have the likes of Florida Congressman Matt Gates tweeting that that climate change is real and that humans are responsible, <laughs> which is <laughs> was, something that Mitch McConnell said also yesterday yeah, at the, at yeah. the uh, you know post lunch uh, microphone. I'm wondering, do you believe in climate change, and do you believe that humans are contributing to a warming? I do. Uh, the question is, how do you address it? It's a pretty big admission for a party and an administration that has actively been working against efforts to stop climate change. Um, so I think at some point the party is going to have a reckoning about 
you know, not talking about the things that voters are definitely feeling. And you can see it on the Democratic side. Obviously, um, you know, the presidential contenders are trying to win over base voters and talking about climate change, but they know it's something they're probably going to talk about for the first time in a general election, too. Right. Bridget, um, one of the things that uh, both you and Simone worked on this story uh, for, for Roll Call earlier this week about that the, the, the dynamics had not changed, at least immediately. I mean, and and, and we, we've seen uh, a little bit of polling on it uh, from our friends over at Morning Consult and Politico, you know, but um, about the, the Mueller report hasn't changed a ton of people's uh, attitudes. What do you think is a good window that might be a gauge to find out if it might sway public sentiment. And if, it, if it's not, is are Republicans going to kind of abandon this and go to something else? Mm, that's a good question. I think it'll be interesting to see if Republicans do some polling on this. And, and if we see them continuing with that message, is that a sign that they're seeing numbers that shows it does impact voters? I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't think what we know so far about the Mueller report has really changed. And like you said, anyone's minds if you really didn't like the president and think that he was in cahoots with the Russians, then maybe you still think that. Um, I think from the Democratic perspective, they certainly still see issues like health care as the way to go. Uh, Priorities USA, which is a big Democratic super PAC, put out a memo after uh, Attorney General Barr put out his summary of the Mueller report saying what was true last week is true this week. We need to keep investigating this administration, but we need to keep the focus on issues, on economic issues, economic impact of this administration. So I don't Unless we see both parties really changing their messages and how much they're talking about it, it seems like right now not much has really changed at this point. But if they start to see numbers that show it actually moves people, I'm just skeptical that that's the case because we haven't seen that so far. And remember, Democrats, like even if they haven't been making Russia and Trump the focus of their message, the whole check and balance thing was a huge part in yes. the 2018 midterms. I mean, that's if you look at a district like uh, Eric Paulson's district, right? Supported Hillary Clinton. In Minnesota. You in, love Minnesota, I love Simone. Minnesota. I know. Any excuse to talk about Minnesota. It's just so illustrative of every political dynamic going on all the time. Uh, so Paulson had won consistently for years. And finally, this year, he lost, not probably because of anything he had done, but because he was on the ballot with Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and so universally, people voted for a check and balance, even if they don't necessarily think that Trump was colluding with the Russians. Um, We saw in this morning consult political poll this week that 47 percent of plurality think that the president did try to impede or obstruct the investigation. And that came out after the the report was was delivered to the Justice Department. Yeah. So I think Democrats feel like they're on somewhat solid footing, at least advocating for transparency and checks and balances. um, And that's why they're not as concerned about folks on the Hill pursuing these oversight investigations. And it keeps the the issue continues to be a little fuzzy as long as we don't actually see the report itself. What we have seen so far is William Barr's summary of it and his judgment that, in his opinion, and Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general's opinion, the you know the, the president's actions didn't rise to a level where you could convict him of obstructing justice, which is a fairly high bar. But it, it's it's interesting, like the the. You know, the American public probably, uh, who knows, like how people see, well, you know, just because you couldn't indict him doesn't mean like that there wasn't something weird going on. And it, it just, I mean, you're right. These these numbers just seem to be frozen in amber almost <laughs> from, from the time <laughs> Trump declared his candidacy to now. 
we just haven't seen the, his poll numbers change that much. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's an amazingly stable set of numbers, whether it's, you know, how people feel about him or approval, disapproval, and so forth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. a good, that's a good point that we haven't seen a lot of movement. And who are the people in the middle that could maybe shift this election? I think we've certainly heard from a lot of voters out on the campaign trail. There are people who don't like all the tweets and the comments, but who maybe like some of the economic stuff. But mm -hmm. so it's kind of, yeah, where is that movement going to come from? I don't think we really know yet. Right. Yeah. It's, it seems like we are in for a little bit more trench warfare uh, cause, <laughs> because, the, again, the president is heading to Michigan uh, this week to do a little bit of uh, campaigning. I mean, he, he knows where this election was decided and he's going to continue to, you know, kind of follow his gut on where he thinks. So we're uh, we, we may be in for a bit of a bit of a tricky little uh, uh, campaign here <laughs> uh, up and down the ballot. Um, well, Simone, Bridget, thank you so much for uh, for kind of walking us through this. I mean, I think that it's good to zoom out a little bit from, I mean, because obviously the Mueller report had been anticipated for, for so long. But when you look at what's going on on the ground, I think that's where, you know, like we you, you really see the sort of the effect that, you know, when you kind of mute the cable channels for a little while. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Sure. Thanks. And thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please take a moment to rate us on iTunes for more on this and other stories. Uh, visit RollCall.com where you can find us on Twitter at RollCall. And thank you for listening.